0: This is
1: The Relevant Relevant Podcast. It's episode 1105 and it's The Relevant Podcast. Here in Orlando, I'm your host Cameron Strang and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, mogul, Derek Miner. What up, though? Just down the road there, our managing editor, downtown Emily Brown. Hey, y'all. And from Los Angeles, California, male model, uh olive oil connoisseur, yeah. rapper, dancer. producer, dancer Gymnast. from Social Club Misfits. It's Marty. What's going on, guys?
0: Gymnast. Are, are we going to use Must, that one?
1: Mustache aficionado. From liberal
2: like California. It comes, just kidding, I don't know, your your audience, your audience, anytime,
3: coming to you live from Hollywood,
2: (laughs) Derek, Derek knows this, this is something me and Derek can relate to, so Derek, I went, I was in an Uprise festival this weekend, one of my favorite festivals, you know, we we performed many times, It's lit. anytime, so whenever I talk to like fans, and they're like, hey, so how's Miami, I'm like, well, I just moved, I tell people, the faces that people give me when I tell them I moved to California, it's almost like, like, they can't believe it. They think it's a war zone. They think am people yeah. are murdering each other. It's such an amazing. I'm like no. You moved to ho- you moved to bro. Yeah, that's I'm what like that people happened. just surf here and they that's that's pretty much coming to people you live do. from
3: Hollyweird with a fresh injection of the woke mind virus. Yeah. Woke mind virus. <laughs> mind. Mind. welcome it's to every show. time we take a show. little
2: <laughs> <drink>. <laughs> woke, <laughs> woke. <laughs> woke. <laughs> yes. You know what's the worst part is that like I have to convince people that. Like, being in California, um, that I am still a Christian. It's like this thing, like, I have to... And so I always tell people, it. like... I told someone the other day, I said, the gospel works well, the best you? in the darkness. And I am, 100%. I love Jesus. I love my church. Love every my community, my friends, my everything. But, like... I feel like the gospel works better in the dark. It doesn't work better in the light. So when we go to places like I don't even think how I think Florida's worse. I think Florida people hide their craziness and then it comes out of nowhere. California, they you don't just, hide you know, it. bro. No, we don't hide California, nothing, don't you never know. You'll honk the horn at someone in Florida and they'll just come out and then they have like a mohawk and they have like a hat with like fake hair in it and they'll be screaming at you with their hey dudes on and you're like, What's going on? I didn't think this guy was gonna beat me up. In California, people are way more chill. They're like, eh, Leave me alone, who cares? Who cares? It's because they're high. Might be actually. Everyone's a little burnt out here. I love it though. Like they're super kind. Florida, they take time Florida, to enter it, it, you. Florida, they're on maybe something Florida else. Florida, They're more on like the hyper drugs, right? Like they're on like drugs uh, that get you excited and like hyper, and then like, like
3: weird ones. Yeah, weird and behind the Cal California gas is more of like stuff. let
2: me chill drug. Let me let me relax with these drugs, and then Florida we is more dealing like, with different things down Aaron. here. Did you
1: see literally yesterday that they shut down half of Disney World because there was bears in the trees? No have I mean, <laughs> We got real problems. We got stuff happening down my here.
2: My gosh. What is going on? Shamu <laughs> <Chemo laughs> is in a tree. you yeah, right. That's what that, that, yeah, that happens. Let's see,
3: everyone wants to talk about California problems. You don't have problems you like ki- this are shutting are you down. the you
4: know,
1: railroad. there's a family looked up in a tree. There's a bear. A wild oh bear. just hanging out. Think, and they had to shut down 12 that. rides. What kind of and bear was that? Up the is the black bear, the black
2: bear. I think the each of them are bear. different.
1: According to Look, Dwight I'm Fruit. telling each you, each of them are different. One yeah. will kill you. I'm
5: telling you, if 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 we're looking for the gateway to like other dimensions, it's in Florida. Everybody's chill
1: in California. Down here,
3: we're a little stressed out. Leave us alone.
1: We got to deal it, with stuff. I, so I think having a live bro. bear in the
3: in the amusement park actually enhances the excitement for the That's song song song. For Like to be honest, oh, it
1: definitely does.
3: It's
5: memorable. Yes. You will never forget that day at Disney World
1: <laughs> Where we lost Timmy To uh, the cocaine bear uh, Alright, uh, we have the a great show in store for in you today <laughs> Levi Lusco joins us He's a pastor and author Friend of the show uh, We also, at the end of the show Jesse doesn't know this But you guys have been sending in more Story time requests So uh, that's happening at the end of the show And uh, stay tuned up next It's Slices You're listening to Vagabond. The song is Lexicon. Season four of The Chosen is in theaters now, and the reviews that count are in.
0: Amazing. Did not disappoint.
4: Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting.
0: You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen season four.
1: Episodes one through three of The Chosen season four are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today.
2: Okay,
3: it's time for Slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right, this one I, I think is pretty cool. I'm interested to hear everyone's pretty thoughts on it, cool. but uh, pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Uh, um, Neuralink, the company owned by Elon Musk, is looking for uh, some volunteers to actually uh, test the new Neuralink uh, uh, technology. Which um, basically what they're looking for is, you know, ultimately they what they hope that this technology will achieve from like a medical perspective is to give people with paralysis more ability, you know. Uh, uh, more neurological abilities, especially if they suffer like a spinal cord in, uh, and, and injury. And to be
1: fair, when we first heard about this, you know, he said stuff like, you'll be able to listen to music inside your head. You won't need headphones. And he's, <laughs> he said other weird things that we were like, we don't want to control our computer screens with our eyes. We yeah. just don't want that. We don't want to have an implant, right? But then when you find out the actual business is because... What they're working on is giving paralyzed patients the ability to move their limbs again or blind patients' the ability to see or deaf patients' the ability to hear, rewiring the nerves and the brain and stuff like that. It's like, oh, okay, this is actually trying to help people, not just...
3: And, and, and so what the they're beast. looking for, for for this first like clinical trial with real humans is uh, individuals who are quadriplegic because of a spinal injury... Uh, so basically, people who ha- had an injury that has um, you know basically not allowed them to use their arms and legs, and they're gonna they're gonna do uh, this brain implant. And the first step is to do a trial to see if they can be given the ability to move a mouse cursor only with their mind. This is uh, obviously it's incremental steps, um, yeah. but but the idea is, can you make activate part of your brain that just by thought can. Execute some sort of activity out in the physical real world. Now, obviously, there's a, it's a there's a long way to go between be, between moving a mouse cursor with thought and uh, you know restoring the, the the use of of limbs that are suffering paralysis. But I think it's pretty cool. You know, mm-hmm. they, they actually had a I don't know if you guys saw some of the um, the test they did with like it was it was a I think it was a chimpanzee. It was some sort of primate, some sort of monkey, where they had, they had this implant in the monkey's mind, and he had, they had the monkey play the video game Pong. And every mm-hmm. time the monkey scored, he would get a treat. So he was incentivized to kind of play the game better and better. So they gave him the joystick. They hooked him up. He had the Neuralink device, and he played. It would play Pong against the computer and got pretty good at it. Now, the twist was the joystick they gave the monkey wasn't actually plugged in. Uh, the monkey was actually playing the game with his yeah, mind. Yeah, that's what
1: we need as a society, is is monkeys that can control things with their mind. That's great.
5: Yeah, it reminds me of the time we talked about the monkeys that got drunk.
2: Right.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> Drunken monkeys,
2: scary. Here, here's what I'm worried about, right? Let's Elon hear it. Musk, Let's hear it. this is what I think he's going to do. It's going to start here with good intentions, and in a couple years, he's going to upload a Grimes album to everyone's head and then we're stuck kind of like the U2 situation. And now U2 we're stuck with an album. We don't. Are you a paraplegic and are you a music fan? That's what they're asking now. Right. And so like <clears throat> now we're going to have, I'm going to have Taylor Swift's album programmed in my mind without even knowing. And I'm going to be listening to it while just trying to take a step, step of faith.
5: Yeah, we're definitely again, he's going to sell it. Uh, un- uncharted territory, but yeah. Mm-hmm. It's definitely starting off with good intentions, but and it's going to twist. That's how I know it's money I know gets humans. involved. Yeah, Elon Musk. I gets, and now I have
2: to pay for X to, to to be on it. He wants to do that now. It's going to money's going to be. Na,
5: or now they're hacking my brain. Yeah, they're going like, to sponsor. are going to sponsor
2: you with um, Jiffy Loop commercials and stuff in our brains, bro. Deeply telling. Free. You. No, yeah, no. I want to think, think about experience.
5: this though. Think about this. Only ten years ago, I used to think my phone was safe. Now Mm. people are calling people for, they'll, they'll use your number to call someone else. Yeah. Like it's like technology is just progressing. Like Mm -hmm. my, somebody's Facebook is hacked every week. So my thing is no matter what, no matter what kind of technology we do, there's always going to be somebody that exploits it and they're going to turn and like hacking someone's brain or putting technology in someone's brain is just. It's terrifying to me. Think about like the computer
1: systems that you would think would be most secure. Department of Defense, mm. casinos. They hack them all, and all the Right now, MGM exactly. is dealing with a massive cyber attack where they're losing $8 million a day right crazy. now. crazy. Exactly. Because all MGM casinos and resorts have been cyber attacked. People are locked exactly. out of their rooms. All the games won't play. I mean, like, you'd think they would be investing in cybersecurity Mm-hmm. I don't want stuff in my brain I'm sorry I think it's amazing that paralyzed people might yeah. be able to get yeah. you know whatever but like there's I demands hope there's some go biggest. beyond that
2: there's demands like imagine someone hacking your brain like hey we have a demand you have to and it turns into some black mirror type stuff where I don't know I am I know I'm going crazy off the rails right now I had too much coffee but that's where my mind's going right now what? Right? black mirror I mean, it's going to sure. start to happen
1: you're talking to two people who believe in conspiracies quite readily in Jesse and Derek. So. Are you guys really? What's your, what's your, I don't believe sure. in any of them. Great give me conspiracy. a good one. Please give
2: me a good one. Jesse.
3: Yeah, yeah well, but yours
2: are all sweet and kind. They're not like di- <clears> diabolical, <throat> like some of my friends who are like.
0: See, I I only like stakes ones. So
2: we're like no yes. one's <laughs> like my favorite yeah. is like I don't
3: think we landed on the moon in 1969. Like oh stop it. We're fine. Oh, oh, you know. Okay, hold on, hold on, <laughs> Emily. Do, so hold on, all right. Cameron. All right, hold on. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I actually I want to address Sorry, this <laughs> one opening this because <laughs> I think we. I think we absolutely. I had a space scrapbook in
1: fourth listen, grade. I, I grew up oh, loving the space program. There's so no dirty. way. I, <laughs> yeah. oh, I, yeah. I think we absolutely. So so I went to <laughs> space camp three years ago. I mean, come on.
3: Leave my friend alone, <laughs> Emily. <laughs> <laughs> you no not make fun of my friend. <laughs> I think we absolutely landed on the moon, but I do think the moon landing footage is fake. Uh, All right. Sure. Here, here. I, I think like, they, yeah, they, yeah, because I think the real footage wasn't ready
1: for primetime broadcast, so they had another. But I mean, AI. they've only,
3: they've only, so, so you think humans have walked on the moon? Yes I think we've not. gotten there. I don't think we got there when we said we did, but I think we've gotten we, there. Since. But, but we've only gone, we only went like two other times after that. It was pretty close succession, mm. right? I, don't know. I, I didn't have chaotic. a space scrapbook I
2: think, I think the Apollo <laughs> mission was <were laughs> pretty close <laughs> <growing> <laughs> I didn't have, I didn't get to go to camp. You know, I, I had, but, but a, I did. Real problems. <laughs>
3: If you if Parents you watch <laughs> what do you guys have the real interesting conspiracy and you could go watch YouTube breakdowns of this is that uh, uh, Stanley Kubrick was hired by the U.S. government. Oh yes. To mm-hmm. fake the moon landing footage because he was the world's best filmmaker at the time mm-hmm. and he used natural effects uh, and his film The Shining is actually his coded confession to mm-hmm. taking part in 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 this government mm-hmm. plot. Now, there there's actually a scene where the kid in The Shining is wearing a NASA shirt with a rocket and he like moves these toys in a certain position. There's some very compelling evidence. You don't that- think he
1: just did that as an homage because of the the rumblings <laughs> and he kind of thought it would be funny to like mess with people. I, I mean that's more likely. Here he was like trying to confess <laughs> in a movie.
3: There's
5: some Why there's- in the world have we not went back We're about to. Huh? About to. That's what's happening. Bro, so think about it. Is you saying that... It's taken us, what, 40 years? We didn't need to. get to. the technology. Why didn't we need, okay, why so do we need to go 50, back now? So
1: so back when it was announced by Kennedy, it was a. It's obviously the 60s, incredibly tumultuous decade. It was a way for the government to kind of rally American kind of pride and stuff. This is post-war by a couple of tw- 20 years. The Cold War was happening. Okay. It gave us a rallying cry. So, so they invested crazy and in they did it. The problem is after we went a few times, nobody cared anymore. And it was incredibly expensive. We had done all the technological advances that we needed to develop to get there, and it really wasn't adding anything, and it cost so much money. We had a war going on. So we why didn't we war. just why we didn't, just, didn't we
5: just shut down NASA then? Since oh, no, no, no but they, they
1: stopped the rocket program and they started developing this, <coughs> the shuttle program, which was meant to have a different goal. It was supposed to take us up all the time with a reusable craft versus a one-off rocket and so then you could do a space station you could actually start working on developing the space industry satellites and things like that it was it just shifted priorities we didn't need to go back to the moon we needed to economize space and that's what we happened don't, we didn't need to
5: do a lot of stuff
3: that we do or well, what we do it. whoever whoever or whatever we found up there Ask us not to come back, and there was a technology exchange, and we've been reverse engineering. I, you want to go conspiracies? You know Let's there get is some. Uh, oh Let's get ask, it. Ask. Hey, look up. Look up. Music heard from Dark Side of the Moon by NASA astronauts. I'm just just throwing Dude, it out there. the version
1: of the internet is blocked by about 17 <laughs> filters in my house. I couldn't. I couldn't search
3: up half of what oh, you way. Oh, it's do. the dark. It's the darkest. Yeah. Of dark oh ways.
5: yeah, yeah. And then look, Then after that, look at Project Fishbowl.
0: I'm sorry good. I just can't get over Cameron having like a space scrapbook growing <laughs> up like that's what I the keep imagining grade. the fourth grade I loved it I
2: got Neil deGrasse Tyson over here he's telling us all the facts I loved it <laughs> Derek had real questions and so did Emily and Jesse and Cameron's like well, I got it I got it I got it I got it listen say, I <laughs> see that's the I thing about conspiracy theorists somebody book. knows something those <laughs> theories go out the window Cameron knew De- debunked
3: <laughs> them debunked
2: us Fact check them.
3: This is how uninformed. This is how uninformed we all seem to be about about the space program. the The standard for expertise credibility is one of us had a scrapbook about space at the age of nine. <laughs> no one listened to anything we're saying. Oh, another another, another had- uh,
5: conspiracy theory is that um, that all the scientists or a lot of scientists from NASA were German.
3: Scientists that had that's uh, not a conspiracy that's operation paperclip warner yeah, von braun was a go. nazi scientist who we recruited and in didn't get the nuremberg trial because we wanted him to come over and develop the v2 rocket which got mm-hmm. us to the moon that is that is that's history annie Jacobson yeah. has a great book about that oh, did you also have a tournament. space scrapbook is this your way of telling no. us
0: that it's a
3: conspiracy, conspiracy scrapbook. scrapbook.
4: I
0: do yeah. want to clarify. And, and it's it's
3: it's it's everything is written with magazine letters that I cut out and all the eye holes are poked <laughs> out all the pictures. Yeah. Very conspiracy.
0: I do want to clarify I first heard the conspiracy that we did not land on the moon when we said we did, from my science teacher in high school.
1: Yeah, right. so, well, East Texas doesn't count. No, they don't, I, I was I in wouldn't. the wow.
0: Dallas suburbs. That was Dallas. Wow, oh, that's okay.
1: cool. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's actually just the Texas public education system. Well, Shout again, I wouldn't rely
1: on the Texas public Anyway, all right. Jesse, did you say your slice? Yeah. That Neuralink. Was slice. Neuralink, there you go. All right, Space. what do you got, Derek? All right, so um,
5: Bernie Sanders is backing... Well, first of all, before we get into that, that name, the... The UAW strike is happening right now. This is very near and dear to my heart because my mom worked for General Motors for most of my life growing up. So Mm -hmm. she was a proud member of the UAW, et cetera, et cetera. And for those of you that don't know, the auto companies got bailed out. What, 08, right? Was it 08 when the auto companies got bailed out? And since then, they've had record profits, but the employees have been overworked and underpaid, Mm -hmm. So they have four key points as to why they're striking. One is they need a raise. They're like, we want a 40% raise, which, and the reason that I, I think it's 40%, I think the reason I asked for that is like, yo, since 08, we haven't really, we haven't got, we haven't had scheduled raises. So we need a, we need a back pay for that in a sense. And then um another one is a four day work week, which is uh 32 hours and Bernie Sanders is backing this for uh, four day work week. And the reason he's saying that uh, his whole platform is that uh, that's probably the reason Americans are overworked. And that's the reason why life expectancy in America is declining, which I tend to think I tend to feel the same way. Think about this. We're the richest country in the world. Like the rich people I know don't work as much. They they get money to work less and that's not everybody in the country is is rich, right? But we know that we generate enough money where I think people can have a four day work week. I think that that's
1: the rational. argument that I've seen is that when the five day work week was established by Henry Ford back in the twenties, it was it was obviously an address to people we're working way more than that right so he's like let's put you know work week together yeah. and I saw somebody defend the fact that like now with the technological tools we have available and the productivity tools we have available we can be far more productive today in four days than anybody could have been in five days in the 60s or whatever when you had to do manual you know you had to have pay secretaries to transcribe <laughs> yes. your letters and you had to mail them whatever now it's just like shoot a text boom I'm done I don't need to invest all the same amount of time to accomplish the same amount of work and so so a 4-day work week would be just as productive as a 5-day in less technological times. Absolutely. Yeah.
5: Absolutely. And the, and the, the truth of the matter is people are stressed out for for a low amount of pay. So it's not just 4-day work week, it's for a 4-day four work week same amount of pay. Yeah. Right. right. So it's not let's cut off 8 hours. It's like no, let's pay people more, let them work less. And I agree with you, Cameron, is that productivity is probably going to go higher. It's probably it, probably would be much. The other higher. thing
1: I heard that, that they're striking about is like the old the old way in the auto industry is like legacy workers make something like four or five times more mm-hmm. than new employees, younger employees. And there's this like two tiered system mm-hmm. that is a remnant of an old labor agreement. And like so, that's another thing they're fighting to abolish is like you are paying even younger, newer workers the same as like legacy career of workers, you know,
5: so. Well, to my knowledge, that was part of the new deal. I think, I guess in 08 was these new workers weren't going to get paid that amount, right. I guess, in or order for the you companies you to survive, down wages. right? Yeah yeah,
0: yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. Yeah, in order for those companies to survive. So everybody else was grandfathered into the old way. But now you got these new workers that are coming in that are really, really underpaid. Like right. they're they're breaking their back. They're doing the same amount of work and they're not getting next to anything it's it's embarrassing at times when you look at what some of these people make over the time that they've been there
2: right you know what we should yeah. do I All like right. the
0: idea of a four-day work week because I, my old job it was you know normal five day eight to five but in the summer since I worked for a university things were a lot slower and so we were able to do a four-day work week we kind of had to we would like rotate who got to do it that week um but it was honestly so nice and like I still still got all my work done at the same time. And then I had three days to rest and it was like having just one extra day to get stuff done around my house or to relax more or do something. Like I came back in the next week and it wasn't like, Oh, I have to go. Okay. I got a full week ahead. It was like, okay, I can do this. Like I'm coming from a place of rest. I wasn't stressed. You know, like I I think there's a lot of benefits mentally and just knowing that there are very few jobs that I think need to work five days a week. There's a lot that you can do it in four days and 32 hours and you're fine.
5: We're the richest, most technologically advanced mm-hmm. like country period. There's no reason why everyone should be so stressed out. Like I think we should add an we extra made. month. We know to know year. We do.
2: I think that would solve <laughs> our problems.
5: <laughs> That's
2: crazy. An extra month of the it's year. Just, every just month like is 28, month. Every month, every month is 28 days. We have the same mm-hmm. amount of every weekend is like a certain mapped out weekend, four day work week. Mm-hmm. I want all that. I want to live in it. communist Argentina where they do these things. Just kidding. Uh, I'm just kidding. That's my, that's right. that's my oh, last slice. A, <laughs> <laughs> what do you have, Marty? Hey, all right guys, I got the best story of all. Um, I'm really happy actually about this one. Um, all right. So here's a story. Uh, journalist names her baby. Methamphetamine rules. That's the full name, (laughs) methamphetamine rules, to test the country's naming regulations. An Australian journalist unintentionally named her son methamphetamine rules. According to the guard, unintentionally, unintentionally, just was testing out, uh, submitted her son's name to New South Wales birth, deaths and marriages as methamphetamine rules. We thought, this is what she says, we thought we would submit the most outrageous name we could think of, assuming it would be rejected. But it didn't turn out that way. Unfortunately, um, it slipped through the cracks. Uh, A spokesperson uh, confirmed that the name slipped through and that uh, even though they had strengthened the registry's process, uh, it's very highly unusual and they're going to work with the family to uh, change the name. Um, But, you know, what do you guys think about Lil' Methy?
1: That little cute math. I mean, he's gonna have the worst adorable life er,
2: ever. That's number one. Yeah. Um, you can
1: name yourself whatever. Like, they, Subway just did a thing. They'll pay you $10,000 yeah. if you change your yeah. le- legal name to I Subway. I think
0: so, Australian. So, the reason they had to like submit it, I think in Australia, there's a few different rules when it comes to like name registry. That's why she was testing it out because it's like there are some restrictions on like you can't name your kid. just It like, just kind of like to protect the kid from like. Being called a little methy, right? Yeah, like metha.
2: Um, but you know, like imagine nothing. that kid introducing himself in front of class. Like, all right, everyone, there's Jackson and over there, there's Carlos, and then uh methamphetamine rules. You know what I'm saying? What a great he's gonna go to rehab, he's not gonna go to <laughs> elementary. Yeah.
0: Which, but I was reading something about this because I was like, that is insane. That they that they just kind of risked it, and then it also happened. Because this is like their third kid, too. Um <laughs> there's something I think with Australian. Even if they change the name, I I think there's always going to be a record that they initially were named. That's amazing.
2: That will carry them with the rest of their life. That's amazing. So
0: forever... They'll be a little messy.
2: Whose idea was that? You think it was like the mom's idea? Like, dude, we should just try it. The mom and the dad was like, no,
3: don't do that. I'm putting this on the dad. that's a dad idea. that's a dad dad idea. (laughs) idea. He was thinking about the Roman (laughs) Empire, and he was like, I wonder how strict their standards were. She she had Enrique for him
2: originally, and he was like, wait a second. Wait a second.
3: (laughs) All right, well, that'll do it for...
2: Slices! Alright, check out
1: RelevantMagazine.com every weekday where recovering stuff like that. Alright, stay tuned <laughs> up next. Levi Lusco joins us.
4: How I really feel. So I just
1: listening to dpr ian the song is so i danced hey if you like this podcast but you might like it better if there were no ads you can do that head over to relevantmagazine.com and sign up for relevant plus for just a couple bucks a month you get this podcast ad free you get ad free unlimited reading at relevantmagazine.com including the full podcast and magazine archives our beautifully designed digital issue and a little more uh check out all the info right there on the relevant plus tab. At relevantmagazine.com. For our guest today is Levi Lusco. He's a pastor and author of books like Through the Eyes of a Lion, I Declare War, and his latest, Marvel at the Moon. We sat down with him to talk about the ongoing loneliness epidemic so many young adults are battling and how the church can step in and offer solutions. Here's our conversation with Levi Lusco.
0: Well, you've got a new children's book out that talks about battling loneliness, but I feel like that's something that also affects adults just as much. Why do you think this generation is struggling so much with loneliness these days?
4: You know, loneliness and anxiety, like you mentioned, is not just a, a, a current problem. We have to always remind ourselves to ground ourselves in true history. It's, it's, a, it's a human problem. It's always been the thing. But it is in our country, in our culture. Something that we have the privilege of dealing with more and more because we are capable of of being complicit in our own suffering. And we are in the sense that technology and the modern age has allowed us to build lives where we don't talk to strangers anymore. You know, we used to stand in line at the bank, we used to stand in line at the grocery store and and now we don't even have to have a driver in our Uber in major metropolitan areas. There's autonomous self-driving vehicles that can take you point A to point B without even the banalities of conversation about the weather with a stranger. And You have uh, Instacart that allows you to say, leave the groceries at the door. Don't even ring the doorbell so I can come out of my lair only to snag them quickly. And we shut the garage doors before we get out of our cars. We we shifted from being a, a front yard people to being a backyard people. And then now we wonder why we're miserable when loneliness has been proven to be the same on your body as smoking 15 cigarettes a day or having six alcoholic beverages per day. It's bad for your heart, bad for your immune system, bad for your uh, inflammation. It's terrible for you. <clears throat> I mean, in newsflash, in prison, they put you in solitary confinement as a punishment. But somehow we've built a life of ease, convenience, transactions that that, that is lonely. And then we're now all confused why it's so hard when all of our interactions are digital and we don't have the the, the beauty and the power of talking to someone we don't know, you know, so I, that's, that's probably more than you wanted to know, but some part of why we're alone and why we're lonely. I
0: I do think there is a small argument that in some ways technology has allowed us to stay connected more than ever, like through phone calls and FaceTimes. But I think it's replaced, like you said, a lot of those like smaller interactions, that quality time. I think it might be really helpful to know, like, how can we, like live in our world and still and not completely reject technology, but make sure we're being healthy with it and balancing it.
4: Very good. We have to um, let it be a servant and not a master. All right. And easier, easier said than done. Same's true of money. Same's true of fire. I just finished this book about the worst wildfire in American history, 1910. Uh, built an area. It burnt an area down the size of New Jersey. You know, very large. Enough wood was burned in this fire to keep America full of lumber for 10 years and it all burnt down in 30 days, September uh, 1st, it, the part fire was put out a uh, three state area, Montana, Idaho, Washington. And I, I had never heard of this fire. I lived in this area for all these years, never knew about it. The, the Maui wildfire prompted me to look into it more. And, uh, and so fire is great because it helps us drive cars, internal combustion, heat our homes, uh, all, all the pleasure of a bonfire. But it's a bad master it's a great servant so loneliness and technology <clears throat> it's going to be the dance of us enjoying the beauty of an uber cuz that's amazing but then also at the same time not letting it be our master so one one thing that helps is like when i sit on an airplane you know it's easy from the moment you get on to the moment you get off you wear your airpods Till you get on, then you transition to your bows, you know, and, 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 and instead like talking, like I, I had this most wonderful conversation with a woman on a plane the other day, her husband died of, of COVID uh, in, in 2021. They'd been together since they were 14. But because she had COVID too, they couldn't even be in the same room while he died. So they FaceTimed to say goodbye. I mean, I'm like, balling on this plane, talking to this lovely woman. It turns out her son uh, is a keyboard player in the band Journey. Like I, I got off this plane and I just, I called my wife. I'm like, I just, I, I'm a fan of Judy. You know, this woman I just met and I could have shielded myself from that whole conversation with technology. But when we actually just talk to someone and get in their world, it was so, our, our, we got to have the greatest talk. And I encouraged her to write this story worth thing now where she can write a book basically about her life experiences, give it to her kids. Cause she was like, I feel like I have these stories that no one wants to listen to, but my kids one day will want them. So anyhow, I think all I'm just trying to say is if we just take our headphones off every once in a while and open ourselves up to what we think is an annoyance, it's actually going to be so good medication for us just to talk to people.
0: I do think a lot of people, particularly in my generation, I want to be careful with this. They use the excuse of social anxiety as a reason to not be that person to initiate a conversation or to put themselves out there. Um, And I'm just curious, you know, like, what are some ways that, what are practical ways that we can maybe get over that social anxiety or push through that?
4: Gabrielle Reese, the volleyball player was interviewed recently and she said, just go first, go first, smile, look up from your phone, say hello, take the bullet of going first. And once you do, you'll find almost always a relief that, that they were waiting for that too, but they were afraid as well. It's We're all afraid. We're all anxious about talk industries. We're all um, preconditioned to be on our feeds uh, In if we do have to stand in line at the post office. But I think when you just put the phone in the back pocket and just go first, how, how's that going or how's that coffee or... You know, I, I don't know. I think when someone's got to fall on the sword and once you do, it's almost this beautiful surge of like, Oh wow, you, you, you're noticing me, you're, you're seeing me, you're carrying me, you're, and what's, what's, what's crazy about it is you walk away from that experience, always more blessed by giving than had you just focused on receiving, you know? So I heard, I heard someone say once, um, look for lonely people. You know, I think if you kind of become a person who walks into an environment and, and just instead of thinking about yourself, just goes, I wonder who's lonely in this room, who can I befriend? Who can I just chat with? Who can I make laugh? Who can I make smile? Uh, we all love the, the flight attendant or the, the person, you know, the hostess or host at the restaurant who just looks like they're enjoying life and not dreading it. And if you can kind of be that and just, uh, be a source of joy, try and channel your inner Bob Goff, you know, walking into things, Cause I'm, I'm the same way. I'm an introvert. I, I tend, I give me a long book and a big cup of coffee and I'm happy, but, but I always walk away somewhat blessed if I just take a second and talk to someone.
0: You know, I think a lot of people too, they maybe recognize they're lonely and they maybe hear, like, I just need to put myself out there, but they don't even know where does that start? So like, what, what's like a good first step for someone who wants to like push back on loneliness.
4: Well, I mean, I, I'm a pastor, so you're going to hear me say something that's going to feel self-serving, but I think the church is one of the best places in the world to meet lots of different people from lots of different mm-hmm. backgrounds and, and areas of life. And and sadly, you know, there's a, a very famous book by um, Robert Putnam, Bowling Alone, that really exposed the breakdown of not only um, churches, but also in our culture, institutions that were traditionally good vehicles for meeting strangers have gone away bridge clubs, sewing clubs, bowling leagues, uh, all those things are going the way of, of, of the dodo bird. And I think we have in the church, um, one of the last remaining, you know, outside of pickleball, you know, which is kind of, uh, everyone in the, in the secular media is kind of heralding as the, 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 the panacea for all, uh, male loneliness specifically, because men do struggle worse than women, uh, statistically at, at having close friends and, and maintaining them specifically through their thirties. Um, but I think when you do something like join a small group or, you know, and if you're like, oh, I'm not a church person, well then go to a bingo night at a bar. You know, I think if you go to an environment where you're going to kind of have to interact with people, I think you're not going to regret that, you know, these digital caves, uh, binge binge watching, you know, the bear, uh, as good as that show is, uh, cause, cause, uh, we have these tools that, now are kind of like the Midas touch and turns out turning everything to gold is hard to eat anything, you know?
0: Yeah. I, I think that totally makes sense. Um, you know, before we wrap up, I just would love to know, do you have anything you want to say to someone who's struggling with loneliness?
4: Get outside yourself, do the, do the mess, sign up for a church small group, get into a, a bingo night, good join a serve a team. My, my wife's first small group was, she was 14 and she was in a small group with all these 70 year old women. It was the only one left that had spaces. And she's like, oh, dang it. I, this is, you know, but she says that was what she needed. She didn't need more time with 14 year olds. they were all just having crushes on uncle Jesse from saved by the bell. You know, she needed these 70 year old women to go, Hey, I'm looking back on my life with regret and with heartache and with blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I got so much wisdom. And I'm like, on the other side going, I'm glad I got married to a woman who at 14 was getting mentored by 70 year olds. So, you know, don't just look for people like you. you. You're probably thinking, well, I need other people like me. Well, that's where you spend all your time on Reddit. You're getting advice from the other people who are complaining about Delta's changes to their Sky Club policy. You know, you, you tend you go birds of a feather flock together. Your best friends of, of ever might might be people completely different from you in lots of ways. And don't let that stop you. Take the, take the jump, you know, and then Because we were talking about it, I'd say uh, if you have kids, get Marvel at the Moon, read it to them, and I hope it helps them because it's all about you're never alone in God's majestic universe.
1: That was Levi Lesko. Make sure to check out his new book, Marvel at the Moon. All right, stay tuned. Up next, it's story time with Uncle Jesse. You're listening to Hot Freaks. The song is Lioness. Hot <laughs> Freaks. They kicked me out of the band. The I was to say a new them. name for the they podcast. Yeah. Hot, hot Freaks. <laughs> All right. Today's show is brought to you in part by The Chosen. Season four of The Chosen is coming to theaters nationwide on February 1st. And this season has everything: Clashing Kingdoms, rival rulers. And when they're threatened by the reality of Jesus's growing influence, religious leaders do the unthinkable, choose to ally themselves with the Romans. As the seeds of betrayal are planted in opposition to Jesus's message turns violent, he's left with no alternative but to demand his followers rise up. So get ready, relevant podcast listeners. February 1st is the big release day. Go get your tickets now at thechosenriseup.com okay it's time for okay well normally we play a game here do other little things or whatever this summer we did a little round of uh story time with uncle jesse jesse has told many many stories over the years and we we actually just randomly in july asked you guys what are some of your favorite stories because i don't think derek and and some of the cast has heard them and so you guys hit us up and you have still been hitting us up like we stopped that series we did like three or four of them yeah and we said we're done but you guys keep tweeting us asking for more of these Jesse stories. We fine. we'll do a few more. Jesse, you've uh, got to write a
0: book. Like, yeah, I, I, apparently you have so many.
1: Little, little uh, note, little programming note. Derek had to step out so he won't be here for this segment, but the, the other four of us got it. So, all right. So uh, Karen stepco, Jesse, she, she wants to know, she wants to hear again about the lion costume. She said, although it's, when I think about that story, it's actually a little more sad than funny. But she wants you to tell the lion, the lion costumes.
3: This story. could this could literally happen to anyone. Um, <laughs> nope. It was elementary school, and uh, um, for some reason, I had I was under the impression that the big uh, uh, elementary school party. I, again, <laughs> years have gone by, almost a lifetime. Yeah. So I don't. I, so some of the details are foggy. All I know is I came home fr- uh, from school with the distinct um, impression that the big yeah. elementary school end of the year party was a costume party. Um, once again, don't know why I believe this. <laughs> I informed my mom, who spent uh, <laughs> about a week preparing pretty dope lion costume, um, face paint, mane, full body suit. <laughs> wow. And we show up to the party. She drops me off. I walk into the uh, uh, auditorium, or what do they call them? Gymnatorium, or whatever. It's yeah, like the uh-huh. yeah, we're, we're, we're the, the same one where you eat and do the little <laughs> rollerball. I get dropped off, walk in, and uh, I'm full lion costume, and realize it's not a costume party, and I'm just a random kid dressed as a lion all afternoon. <laughs> now, the thing, about a, the thing about a lion costume, especially a onesie one like that, it can't really change. There's no going back. We're it's not like, like you're a football player. Were you kind of known
0: as that for the rest of your like <laughs> career like Lion your
3: educational boy? life? Lion yeah, boy. Lion boy. Oh yeah, it was um I I mean, I, 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 think I just didn't acknowledge it. Like, if you, <laughs> oh no, 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 just an un- I had unacknowledged. You had you go to the bathroom line. if it
2: was a onesie? Did you have to take off like the the, <laughs> the lion mane and everything and like just slip out of it? I had you go to the bathroom. This is how if it's you. This is
1: how you and I are different. I would have walked in and seen the gym full of regularly dressed children, and I would have immediately run to the bathroom sat in a stall yeah. until my until my mom came and picked me up like I was was, nobody phone. had seen me i just didn't show up you wait know? D- what did you tell your mom that she made
0: a costume for nothing what's that did you tell your mom that she had made that costume
3: for like no reason oh i'm sure well it wasn't for nothing it was for a <laughs> lifelong traumatic memory
2: do you have pictures of this jesse <laughs>
3: They've been destroyed.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, ben Collins wants to know
3: about Biker Fox. Oh, I think he's still around. Um, no way. There's no way he's still around. It, um, uh, so in Tulsa, Oklahoma, there is an individual who rides a mountain bike through the streets, and um, he does one. And it's a mountain bike, and he he wears like a uh, you know uh, tight biking suit y'all and just google
1: real quick Bi- biker fox tulsa and you'll you'll see everything you need to s- he's basically about he's
3: basically a, a local celebrity and what he does and he he has one trick which he rides very fast he jams the front brake of the mountain bike and jumps over the handlebars and lands on his feet that is oh his God. one and only trick okay Sorry, i just
0: think about two and
2: this <laughs> do you see his face do you see his face like hold on can i just i wonder if i could post he this has photo a movie. In here
3: Oh, I've seen the film, oh uh, um, and he does it in the middle of intersections. He stops traffic oh and God. does it to get attention, and I had a college radio station at the time, and uh, we did our first You didn't guest, have a station. You had a show. A show on the college radio station, <laughs> and um, we were able to contact him and had him uh, as a guest on our radio show. Um wow. It was uh, one of the most intense and awkward two hours of my life. And shortly thereafter, (laughs) he wouldn't leave. (laughs) Shortly thereafter, the school canceled the
0: show. But wow! Wait, um, what happened in those two hours?
1: uh, A lot. He didn't get the joke, right? What joke? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Like you guys brought him on. Ironically, he came on thinking you guys think he's awesome, and and, like there is nothing worse than that you know yeah. we, we had john tesh costume. we had john tesh years ago we had john tesh on the sh- on this show for a f- for the full episode for the full hour of john tesh the great thing about john tesh is john tesh gets the joke of john tesh nickelback yeah. does not get the joke of nickelback biker fox does not get the joke of biker fox so it's it's very unfortunate you know who he looks Do you like you
0: regret bringing him on since you got your show canceled
1: no, I regret
3: nothing. And that's what I told the station manager. <laughs> that's not
1: the only reason why you got your show canceled. I it's because you're a crank calling air.
3: famous names in the phone book
1: on the on the we air. Call,
3: yeah, we called Larry Bird and asked him a lot of Celtics questions. Just a man in Tulsa. <laughs> that's like, amazing. Among the celebrities. Like, you know, there was a Tom Cruise, a Thomas Cruise that lived in. Uh, and so we advertised that we were having Larry Bird and Tom Cruise on. And we just called. <laughs> that's incredible.
2: People. That's that's
3: We weren't lying.
0: How did people react? Like most of the time, how did they react? Did they like
3: hang up immediately, or did they try to play along? Um, well, we, we it was a slow process. You know, <laughs> we, we were able to bait them into the You know, um, we told them we were calling for a radio station, had some questions for them, and then you know over the course they understood and then hung up angrily. Um, but you know listen we're trying to spice it up a little
1: I mean that's half of our cover stories is just calling famous people who don't want to be bothered yeah yeah.
2: that guy (laughs) that biker you know who he looks like he reminds me of like the dad from That 70s Show if you don't know what he looks like he looks like that guy skinnier with a mullet with With longer mullet hair that's exactly what he looked like yeah he looks like that That guy guy. if he
0: lived in Florida he looks more
2: like the RoboCop villain version not That 70s Show dad version like he looks more of like (laughs) Scarier, like haunted pass, like a Lannismore set with the haunted pass. You know, tattered. Yeah. So did you have
1: him do any of his stunts, like in the studio or something? Like, what did you talk to this man about? Um, fitness,
2: <laughs> his life, his his alpha. Um, How did you end up like
1: this? His yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: His traumatic brain injury. No, I'm shaking. That's messed up.
1: Uh, well, there's more where that came from. Unfortunately, we have to cut things a little short. I had one or two more that might bring them up at another show. So, Well, before we wrap things up, I want to thank Levi Lusco for joining us today. Uh, make sure to check out his latest book, Marvel at the Moon. It's available now. Also, head over to relevantmagazine.com. Every weekday, we're recovering the intersection of faith, culture, and everything in between. We're publishing the latest stuff that's happening. We have great think pieces and features each day. And of course, you can check out our magazine content there as well for free. Uh, also, check out Relevant Plus. It's the best way to experience our content. All the info is right there at the site. Plans start as low as $250 a month, and you get ad free, unlimited uh, content on relevantmagazine.com. You get uh, the ad free version of this podcast, exclusive subscriber podcast, and more. Uh, like I said, all the info is right there on the Relevant Plus tab at relevantmagazine.com. Okay, on that note, we'll wrap it. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey.
2: I'm Emily Brown. It's Marty.
1: Uh, for Derek. Uh, We'll see you guys on Friday. Have a great week, everyone.
3: I regret nothing.
2: Relevant Podcast Network.